Hi, this is Alex Zavistovich, founder of the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater. To celebrate a year's worth of Poe Theater on the Air episodes under our belt, we have a special surprise for our loyal listeners. Over the next two episodes, we're taking a break from the exploits of Dr. Mallard and his children. But don't worry, we'll be back with more from the doctor and the guests in his asylum after we've had a bit of time to regroup and re-energize. In the meantime, we're lucky enough to be able to bring you Edgar Allen, an excellent work from our very good friends Katie Hartman and Nick Ryan, otherwise known as the Cold Hearts. I'm sure you'll love this two-part reimagining of the childhood days of Edgar Allan Poe, combined with an adaptation of his story, William Wilson. Now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this very special two-part production of Edgar Allen. It's time. You're listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air. Sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer, this ongoing series brings to your ears the best-known works from America's revered grandfather of horror and suspense. Over the next two episodes in our series, the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater is proud to present a special guest production, Edgar Allan, created and performed by the touring theater company The Cold Hearts. Edgar Allan is a reimagining of the early days of the life of Edgar Allan Poe and an adaptation of the classic Poe short story, William Wilson. And now, Poe Theatre on the Air presents part one of the Cold Hearts production of Edgar Allan. Descendant of a race is imaginative and easily excitable temperament has always rendered them remarkable. And in my early infancy, I give evidence of having inherited fully the character of the family remarkable. As I advanced in years, I grew self-willed, addicted to the wildest of caprices and a prey to the most ungovernable passions. My parents, they tried the best they could. My parents, they tried to Henceforth my voice was a household law And at a tender age I was abandoned To the guidance of my own will Sent forth to cure my headstrong ways At a boarding school I'll spend my days Their hopes an education will instill but this setting provides a new found thrill. Now I have the opportunity to prove myself unremittingly through order, repetition, and accuracy. My entrance. 
me but you will Edgar Allen son of John and Francis Allen of Richmond Virginia first in my class of 29 at the Richmond Academy recipient of the Robert Burns prize for elocution founder and president of the Latin Society high regent of the Elizabethan Drama Guild and Distinguished member of the Piedmont Thespian Society. But all of those stunning accomplishments were but a prelude. For now, I stand motionless upon the golden threshold of the wide open gate of dreams. Today is a day I have prepared for the entire eleven and one quarter years of my life. Today I enter the grand tournament of wit and guile. Today... It's my first day at Manor House School, the finest boarding school in all of England. We enter as boys. We emerge as men. But only one man shall triumph. Only one man shall rise to the apex. And I shall be that one. Edgar Allen. <laughs> I step through the dark oak doors and into class for the very first time. Immediately, the other students turn and fix their gaze upon me. Some expectantly. Others in fear. Others yet in malice. Whatever their intentions towards me, with one glance, they reveal their entire position in an instant, rendering it only a matter of time before they succumb to my will. I seek to gain ascendancy, most wicked form of tyranny, a despot in pre-puberty, no other person match for me. But one set of eyes did not look up to greet me, a scholar with a countenance which at once arrested and absorbed my whole attention on account of its absolute idiosyncrasy of expression. Anything even remotely resembling that expression I had never seen before. His eyes remain cast downward. They still remain cast downward. He takes no notice of me. I am so enthralled with the mysteries locked within this creature that I neglect to hear the mathematics professor call my name to answer the next question. Edgar Allen. I freeze. I had not heard the question. I was in the midst of hazarding a common integer so as to appear ignorant versus inattentive. When across the room, he who was the very focus of my attention and my distraction rises up and whispers the answer. 137. But he is not scolded for speaking out of turn. Rather, he is told correct, and the instructor moves on to the next problem. 
and the next student, and the next, and the next, and the next. And it is over. He stole my question. Who is this person who challenges me so flagrantly and without apology? I stuck him through recess. He abstains from the feats of strength and agility, obsessed over by the ranks, preferring to stroll through the grove of gnarled trees near the far gate. At midday meal, he eats and reads alone, unconcerned of his seating in relation to the cliques that are quickly coalescing along the geometric lines of the mess hall. In the evening, he retreats down an irregular hallway of innumerable turns and enters a solitary chamber, shutting the door. He takes no part in the hazing and ritual that dominates the dormitories. Ignorant or defiant of the natural laws of hierarchy that governs man. I, of course, perform unparalleled in many of the broils and contests and successfully discredit the merit of those I falter in. But my victories over the student body ring hollow. The existence of this creature and his seeming disinterest in everything that I am consumed with stunts any feelings of triumph. The next day in class I possess the attentiveness of a hawk. But the lessons pass by without incident. I am not called upon, but neither is he. The next day, I am called upon in Latin, but before I can rise... Petto, petites, petivi, petto, petam. And again, he is not scolded for speaking out of turn. Rather, he is told correct, and the instructor moves on to the next problem, and the next student, without so much as a glance in my direction. I confront the thief on the playground! You will not steal another of my questions. I don't know what you're talking about. Today, in Latin, you stole my question. Dr. Bransby called on me. He was looking right at me. He called my name clear as day. He called my name. He called Edgar Allen. Yes, he called Edgar Allen. What are we arguing about? Called my name. You took my question. You just said he called Edgar Allen. Yes! My name is Edgar Allen! My name is Edgar Allen. No. Yes. 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 No. 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 Why is the night so dark? Why are the stars so far?
in the library after lights out. I couldn't sleep. I didn't mean to disturb you. I was just leaving. I am of a highly excitable nature. I overreacted today. It's all right. Good night. Hey! Why are you whispering? Because we're in a library. It's the middle of the night. Everyone's asleep. I wouldn't want to wake them. No. You always whisper. It's as loud as I can speak. I forget sometimes. It sounds normal in my head. I am a wretched person. I thought you were harassing me. I hope you can accept my apology. Of course I accept. I hope we can be friends. You hope we can be what? Friends. Friends? What game is this fiend playing at? He desires to draw me close under the guise of loneliness, undoubtedly to destroy me from within. Or is he genuinely lonely? Is this the weakness in his defenses I so desperately need to topple him? Or am I strolling unwittingly into my rival's snare? Why? Why would he want to be friends with me? The moment is passing. You must respond. The left fork or the right. My undoing or my triumph. You must make a choice, Edgar Allen. You must make a choice. Yes. Yes. Friends, I would like that. Me too. Well, good night. Good night, Edgar Allen. The fool. My white flag of truce has blinded him. I stepped through the dark oak doors and surveyed the ever-shifting battlefield, littered with evidence of my victories over the previous three weeks. Here lies Thomas Clark, defeated in an after-lights-out dormitory boxing match. And the Wilson brothers... Bested in a contest of courage. They could not hold their courage as well as I. And Gordon Smythe, budding barrister, humbled by my recitation of the opening lines of Richard III, 
Now is the winter of his discontent. The respect and esteem that the student body holds for me is of such a magnitude that I've earned an entire bench and table to myself in the mess hall. My associates know that all great men prefer to dine alone. Hello, brother. All my associates, save for one. I have asked you repeatedly to stop calling me brother. You are only fanning the flames of this ridiculous rumor that we are somehow related. I am the only son of John and Francis Allen. It was a joke. Not much of one. Did you hear what happened to Timothy Peters? Serves him right. The upperclassmen were only keeping his impudent ways in check. He spent the night in the infirmary. The East Wing dormitory could hear him weeping all night. They broke his collarbone. Weak-willed and weak-minded boys like Timothy Peters serve one purpose here. To absorb the aggressions of the upper ranks so that the remarkable among us may rise to the top unscathed. Which reminds me... I believe I received your Latin exam in error. Then I must have yours. 98%. The exact same score. Well done. We cannot continue existing under these ridiculous circumstances. What ridiculous circumstances? The inconvenient coincidence of us sharing the same name. I propose that we adopt new appellations so as to distinguish between the two of us. All right. I shall be Edgar, and you can be Eddie. Eddie. Or Ned. Why do you get to be Edgar? (sighs) Edgar suits me. Well, Edgar suits me as well. Well, we cannot both be Edgar. That is entirely the problem we're endeavoring to solve. Well, I could be Edgar, and you could be Eddie or Ned. I would rather cut off my hand. Fine. You shall be Edgar. And you? Will you be Eddie or Ned? Neither. I shall be Noctua. Noctua? It's Latin for owl. I know that it is Latin for owl. Why? I like owls. I did not realize that we could choose any name that we wanted. You did not make that clear. I can go back to being Edgar. No. You shall be Noctua, and I shall be Corvus. Corvus, Latin for crow. The most cunning and intelligent of all the birds. It's settled then. By the power of her majesty, I dub thee Corvus. No! We cannot be inducted into a secret avian society in the middle of the mess hall. A proper secret society deserves a proper secret location. I know a place. Where? Oh, no. It's off school grounds, over the wall. It's too dangerous. Dangerous? Or fun? I distinctly said dangerous. You've been listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theatre on the Air and our special two-part guest production of Edgar Allan, created and performed by Katie Hartman and Nick Ryan of the Cold Hearts, a touring theatre company. Edgar Allan was recorded and mixed by Stanton Nash and mastered by Steve Corral. More information on the Edgar Allan play can be found at www.thecoldhearts.com. 
Poe Theater on the Air technical director is Ty Ford. Poe Theater on the Air theme by Greg Martin. The National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air is sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer, purveyors of Poe-inspired craft beer. More information can be found on the web at www.ravenbeer.com. More information on the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air can be found at www.poetheater.org. Until next time, this is Alex Zavistovich reminding you that all that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream.